Hey there, for Millo, I am Preston and you are listening to Side Gig, the show about what it really takes to start and run a successful side hustle. You know the host of the show, there's Ryan, Ian, and me, Preston. We've all built growing side businesses while thriving at a nine to five desk job and we wanna help you do the same. I won't keep you waiting any longer. Let's dive right into today's conversation and I'll be back at the end of the show for some parting thoughts. Let's dive right into today's conversation because, uh, you know, last episode we had some killer value brought to us by Ryan, particularly about um, outbound client acquisition, how to reach out to potential clients, how to use previous clients that you've had uh, to to get the next big client. And and I was, you know, we talked a little bit off the air after the show. Both Ian and I were just blown away by some of the, the things you were able to teach us, Ryan. So thank you for that. If you haven't heard that episode, head back just one episode back from this one. Um, you're going to love the, the stuff that Ryan was able to share with us. Today, we're going to pick Ian's brain a little bit about uh, inbound client acquisition. Uh, you know, Ian gets a ton of new logo design clients, particularly through search and social media. Um, maybe Ian, you can sort of set the stage for us a little bit. Tell us, tell us kind of how search and social play, what role they play in your business in terms of inbound yeah, sure. inquiries. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think it's worth firstly saying this is such a huge topic and we can't possibly go into detail with it. So I think what I'm going to do is just go fairly high level. And then if there is anything that we need to um, specifically dive into a later date we can do that but yeah um the the way that i get most of my leads now is through um google search so what people do is they search like logo design or logo designer logo design uk um or like logo design manchester they will search that and they will find me because i'm on um, page one or page two of, of Google. And um, what you need to think about is when when people are looking for um, a service, most people go to something like Google, um, especially with logo design. That, that's probably the first place that I would go or I would look on any of these galleries online. But there's so many different places that you can go. But where I've got the bulk of my inquiries from is through Google. People find my website. Um, they can see that I'm capable. They they um, go on the contact form and then they fill that out. So as for how we actually do this from an SEO perspective, I know both of you guys are probably more savvy than me from an SEO perspective, but I'll kind of just go high, le- high level what I've actually done. So first of all, if you want to be found on Google, you do need a website. And um, there's two sides to... SEO and SEO stands for search engine optimization and there's things that you can do on and off your website in order in order to um, indicate to Google that you are the most authoritative source on that specific content. So for me, I I know that I want to be found for the term logo design or more specifically what I targeted when I first started out was local search because I want to find local businesses nearby. So I, I want to come up for something like logo design Manchester. So how do I do that? So there's two sides to this. There's the on page, which is everything that's physically on your website. And then there's off page, which is stuff that's happening around the internet. And um, to 
go through a few of the the points. I would say it the the bulk of things start from good content. So your website has to have content on there, and it's uh, for most um, designers. Uh, a lot of people they just make the mistake of just throwing up a a portfolio and there's no physical content on there. But the way that Google actually ranks ranks content is through text. You know, it needs to be able to read something. So yeah, I've I added. Ian- I just say one thing about that portfolio uh, idea. You know, I think a ton of people do what you said, which is they just throw up a portfolio and they hope that they can rank for certain things. It's important to note that this, this is obvious to, to anyone who's worked in search, but, but I remember way back being point, having this pointed out to me and feeling like it was quite a revelation. And that is Google doesn't rank your whole website, meaning your website can have a certain level of authority. We don't have to get into all that. Google doesn't judge your whole website. Google judges a page on your website. And so if the only page you have is your portfolio, then how are you going to rank for, you know, all these distinct terms that uh, people are actually searching for? So instead, you know, like I've noticed, um, both of you guys have separate pages for different things that you might want to be ranking for as people are searching for a freelance logo designer or for a freelance content marketing expert. Um, and and it's because of it's it's because you've realized that you have to rank a certain page for a certain term, not just one portfolio for a bunch of different terms. So there's two sides to this. Like I said, there's on page and off page, and and what I mean by on page is basically um, the actual physical content that you um, write. And what Google really likes is it being structured properly. So for example. You know, when you pick up a book off a shelf, it's got a front cover and it's got one um, title on the front of it. Some some people make the mistake of putting multiple titles on their page. But what you need to do is just have one. And, and what I mean by that is one H1 title. Um, so you need to have a clear title that's got your keyword in there. Um, you need to have the your content like nicely broken down into paragraphs so that it's easy to read. Um, uh, you need to, uh, I, I would say probably to have a minimum of a thousand words. I mean, Ryan, what's, what's your take on that, on the amount of content that needs to be on a, on a page for successful SEO? Cause I would always recommend at least a thousand, maybe like up to 4,000 if it's a really authoritative piece of content. Um, but just for general uh, content on your website, that should be enough. I'd agree. I think, I mean, to be honest with you, I think there's no upward limit whatsoever. The more you want to add, the better. As long as it's coherent and it's real and it makes sense and it it plays to your strengths and there's no downside to having more. Would you recommend a minimum? Because I would always say I've always aimed for about a thousand words per page of content on my website. Would you would, would you say any with, different? I don't publish anything on my blog at least that I want to rank well. Um, that's less than 3000 words. Um, but okay. when you go for something like a landing page, um, maybe 2000 would be a okay. good minimum. But um, I think you're able to get away with a thousand because you already have pretty strong domain authority. But for someone who's got a relatively new website or doesn't have, you know, tons of links from huge publications and stuff already um, go with more. It's only going to help you. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, in that content, what you need to do, if there's specific keywords that you're trying to rank for, so in my case, it's logo design, what you want to do is um, use associated keywords. So historically, what you could do with SEO is just kind of uh, keyword stuff that content and it would rank well. But what you need to do now is Google's intelligent enough to know words that are associated to that. So for example, with something like logo design, Associated words might be creative, drawing, illustrator. It might even uh, know uh, designers such as like Paul Rand. They know that they're logo designers. So if you're able to write the con, like basically what I do is I write the content the way that I want it to be. Make sure it's um, nice and easy to read with clear paragraphs. Broken it down into um, different titles using like H1 titles, H2s, H3s, and H4s. But then what I do is when I finish that, I play a game of like keyword bingo where say I take my word like I'll just take a piece of paper I'll write down the word logo design and then I try and think of all the words associated to that and there's tools online that can help you with this but I go through my content and um, inject these keywords so that um, from Google's eyes which is basically a robot that's crawling your site if it can see that that piece of content is around logo design and it's got all these associated terms i i take that as a good thing and that's what i've done with a lot of my content is to make sure it's got all those keywords in there all the associate all the associated keywords as well but also it's written in a way so that um a human being can actually read it and still enjoy that if they was to physically read it as well um also from um a Google perspective, if you've got any images on the page, you, it's important to make sure that you name those properly because Google can actually see mm -hmm. that. So if you're putting um, an image on there, don't just call it image one, image two, image three, which some people make the mistake of. Try to um, actually use that keyword. So in my case, I want to rank for logo design, logo designer, logo design UK. Some of the images that are on my homepage, I make sure to put things like logo design for such and such um, because Google can see that and um, logo design is a fairly image driven activity. So uh, because those have clear um, names to them, you can actually come up in the image search as well for that. Um, so yeah, that's basically the on page. Um, I've, I've gone through that fairly high level, but the, the aim is just create good content that's well structured with good titles. Before we move on from on page, uh, optimization, how do you, how do you personally, Ian, decide what, uh, keywords you want to rank for? Do you use a tool like Ahrefs or, or Longtail Pro or something to know um, what kind I, of terms are best? Personally, I, I'm aware that there are these keyword research tools, but what I've always aimed for is local search terms. I just want to come up for logo design uh, Manchester. Okay. I mean, where I used to live, I just wanted to come up for logo design Reading. And there's a few um, quick wins that I can suggest, and we can go through that shortly. But I've I've always just literally just gone in for the logo logo design uh, Manchester because I think it's what people are going to search for. Um, I know you can do all this keyword research. I've, I've done some of that. Um, but 
for logo design, it's a weird one because I really do think people are just searching for logo design, logo designer. I, I don't think they're going to be searching for anything. Or they're searching for like logo design tools even. Yeah. Yes, a lot of people search for like free logo design. I know that's a, a keyword that um, you know p- performs really well, but I don't really want to come up for that because you know, if people are searching that, they are looking for a free tool. So from the outset, I focused it on on the local search terms, and I, I had success early on. And even friends of mine. Um, you know, that haven't had their site very long. I've literally just gone, just do this, this, and this. And their site has started to rank locally. You know, I, I think with um, graphic design, because so many designers make the mistake of just sticking images on their site and not doing any physical content, if you do start to just put content on there, start to have um, blogs, start to do internal linking and doing the off-page stuff, if you actually just start doing that, I do think it is relatively easy or realistic to actually um, to actually get the the success that you want. So, Ian, you mentioned helping some of your friends tweak their sites and get them to start ranking yeah. relatively quickly without yeah. you know tons and tons of work. So, can you dig into what some of those like individual tweaks might be? Because I know one thing. I do, I do um, have a lot of SEO experience. So I know one thing is like, you know, making sure that your keyword, you know, designer, logo designer, Manchester is mentioned a certain number of times on the page or, you know, just a lot on the, so what kinds of weeks do you recommend? The way that I've done that, um, there are a number of things that um, are prominent on the page. So there is the, the actual title tag. So that's not on the page itself. That um, is metadata. So you've got a meta title, meta de- description, and that is what will actually show on Google when you do a search. So what I made sure to do is put logo design Manchester UK. I've deliberately put the UK in there so that I can come up for logo design UK as well as Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you put it in the title tag, put it in the description as well. Just mention it once. Um, you want to, um, I put it in the H1 title on the homepage as well. Um, you want to make sure that you have a local address on your website. So I've actually got it in the footer and I've got it on, uh, my contact page as well. Um, and then there are a load of other things that you could do. So like you said, you want to make sure that you've, you've got, Manchester or local related keywords within the content itself. Um, I don't know how many you should put it in there, but I think just once is probably sufficient um, because I don't think it's that competitive with logo design. Um, I'm sure it depends how complicated it is. Um, Okay, and then other things that you want to do, you want to create a My Business Google um, account and you want to make sure that you have exactly the same address on there. Um, and what that does is it just tells Google that you're a business in that specific location um, and that can all be linked up to your actual website as well. Hey everyone, it's Preston here with a quick interruption to tell you about this insanely cool company called Ecosia. With Ecosia, you can literally plant trees while you search the web. See, they use over 80% of their profits to plant trees around the world. They plant in hot spots around the globe where the value will be greatest for the environment and the communities living there. Plus, Ecosia is a privacy-friendly search engine. They believe that an individual's personal data, including their search queries, are their own business and no one else's. You can learn more at 
ecosia.co slash side gig. That's E-C-O-S-I-A dot C-O slash side gig. And now back to the show. Um, there are lots of directories online. Um, some of them are local, some of them are relevant. But again, you put your details on there, you put your address on there, your telephone number, and all your contact details. And all those contact details have to be exactly the same in every location. So um, basically, the goal is to scatter yourself around online related to your location. Um, you can also get things like re um, re online reviews as well. The more of those you can get that... Um, I don't know 100% how it works. I'm not that um, cut up on SEO, but Google reviews, I mm. think if they're local as well, I think that can also add to that as well. Um, you can also get WordPress plugins that act as kind of a like a review proxy too. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. Um, and one more thing is um, something called structured data or schema markup. And what that is, is, is basically like, invisible information on your website on the page that um that you can share with google so i mean you can do things like little stars and all sorts of stuff if you've got uh reviews but one thing that you can add in there is actually your uh, um, address data so i mean those are really quick wins i'm sure there's other things i can add to that but if you just do those things um and there aren't that many competitors in your area you should pretty quickly start to rank um you know on page one if someone was to specifically search um your service in your location mm -hmm. um i found it to be i found that to be fairly easy for me to do um but i i think there's there's other related factors because i mean that's obviously not all i'm doing i'm also you know writing a lot of good yeah, good content, good blogs. I'm sharing it on social media. Um, I've got a good bounce rate, you know, so people come on my website, they actually read it and Google can see that people are reading it and clicking through to more information. Um, if you've got a bad bounce rate, like as in people are just coming on your page and they're leaving it, that can push you down. So, um, and that actually, you know, you brought up something indirectly that I wanted to ask you about. Um, so you yeah, just covered okay. like super nitty gritty details on what you should be doing to rank really well for local SEO, which I think is extremely valuable. But I've done some keyword research on your site <laughs> and, you know, other things that you rank for would be like professional logo design, logo design process, logo de design tips, professional logos. What is a logo? Um, you have all these other keyword phrases too that aren't specifically designed around like, you know, how can I get someone in Manchester to hire me, but are more of like a longer term sort of investment, I think. So how do you sort of think through your process of what kinds of articles or pages you should be creating to, to attract leads that aren't just local, but maybe more global? Um, I think that's that's a, an interesting question and being transparent, I don't have any fancy strategy. I um how about what's working because uh clearly what you're doing is actually working. <laughs> <laughs> I mean what what I have done, um there was a point where it was quite a few years back now, I did some keyword research. So I, I went on 
I think it's like the keyword planner tool. I can't yeah. remember what it's called. This uh, was Google. years ago and I don't think it exists anymore. Um, but yeah, you could type in like logo design and then it would generate all these keywords and I could see uh, what people were searching. So like professional logo design, logo designer, all these different things. But a, a lot of the time when I, when I create content, um, like when I write a case study, I tend to try to put the um, industry title. So for example, if I did a logo design for a chocolate shop, I could do it for logo design for business. But I tried to do something like logo design for chocolate shop name. And then if people are searching for um, a logo design for a chocolate shop, that page would rank. And it has been because I've done a couple of um, chocolate shop logos and I get inquiries from that. So that's possibly how people are. Um, that is such that. a good idea. But, I, yeah, I just want to highlight that for, for people listening. Like seriously, <laughs> like if you can rank for candy shop logos or, you know, chocolate shop logo ideas, like you're going to get people that are starting these types of businesses and you're finding them at the right time yeah. when they're yeah. searching for inspiration. Yeah, you, I, 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 I stress as well, you don't necessarily need to be on um, page one people when they're researching there um, they will sift through the pages because uh, one of the problems that I have is that the highest ranking um, sites for logo design is generally 99designs, Fiverr, um, a lot of these free tools so um, it is a little bit of a minefield but if you can be on page one or page two for these things um, it's great. And something like a case study, you can insect the, so you can inject, um, a lot of those important keywords that you want. So if you're talking about chocolate logo design, you can do it words associated to logo design and chocolate as well. And you can write a nice piece of content around that. Um, you can, you know, do all your internal linking structure in the content and stuff like that. But I really do believe if you just write good content, and make sure to have um, it all structured properly with proper title text, metadata, um, stuff like that. You are, you will get the people will find you through. And I think the next big um, question here is: so let's say that you create this content and it, it does start to rank decently well, or people are clicking through to your your page somehow. Um, how do you get them to actually convert into being, you know, a sign up and maybe it's email subscription, maybe it's hitting the contact you form on your site, but how do you bridge that gap between like, you know, someone could just be browsing for logo ideas for their chocolate shop and they, if you don't clearly tell them that you're a designer, they might not even realize that they can hit you up and ask if you're able to help. So how do you kind of like bridge that gap? Um, well, what I've, what I've done and I've, I've tested this. I found that when people are looking for a designer, um, they they make the judgment fairly quickly. Um, so they would come on my site, they would look at my work, and they might read a little bit about me, and then they would physically get in touch. So what I make sure to do is on the homepage, it says, I design logos. 
it's got a little bit of spiel about them of me being in this publication, this publication, this publication that just gives credibility. They can see at the top of the page, um, a few examples of good work. And there's a big fat button that says something like, I can't remember exactly what it says, but I'm interested in get in touch or make a, make an inquiry or get a query or whatever I wrote. Um, and what people do is they just come on. A lot of people just go from the home page, to the contact page and they get in touch because it provides enough credibility and um, a lot of what I do online, um, you know, with my podcast and community and uh, blogging and social media is all about building credibility and authority so that people find me. And it, it's almost like I'm so undeniably the most authoritative <laughs> online, although <laughs> that, that's how I hope it comes across, that they just get in touch and... Um, you know, just it makes it easy for them. But obviously, writing good content, writing blogs, sharing stuff on social media, that all helps towards SEO as well. I think it's probably worth going into the some of the off page yeah, stuff because um, my approach is a little bit different to what a lot of people do. So when I talk about off page, a lot of this is to do with getting backlinks from other sites. So basically, um, the more that people write about you online and send a link back to your site, the, the more authoritative that you can see, especially if they are um, relevant to relevant content to your industry and are authoritative. Like the, the more relevant and the more authoritative they are, the more kind of juice that they're passing your way. So what you want to do, like the, the idea of SEO is just keep growing this bubble. So keep creating content on your website or the on-page stuff, just keep building on that. And then the off-page stuff, you want to keep just growing this enormous bubble of all these different um, sites and stuff linking back to you. So in how do you get those backlinks? So there are easy things. So you can do guest blogging, you can reach out to um, people that have blogs and you can um, ask if you can contribute to them. Most, most good blog sites are looking for decent bloggers. So if you are good at writing and can provide some good examples, most people aren't going to say no to you contributing to stuff for free because it, it works for them and it works for you as well. Um, but ideally what you want to do is get a link back from them. So that's number one. Um, I also try to do a lot of um, interviews um, because when you do an interview, people write show notes and they send a link back to you as well. Um, so that's the reason why I do a lot of interviews. It's just, I just want the link. I'm not too bothered about the physical exposure that the uh, podcast or the interview can get. You know, I, I don't mind if no one reads those. It's all about the backlinks. Um, and then another thing is there's a lot of online directories. Um, so um, <laughs> there's so many online. I don't know if uh, real people actually use them, but uh, with these directories, you can put your business information in there. And again, for the local search, it's, it's important to make sure that you put the same address in there, the same telephone number and stuff like that, because that all helps towards um, that. But then again, you get the, the backlinks as well. Um, but as for what I do for my off-page stuff, it's uh, with my social media, what I, what I try to do, um, people make the mistake of using social media to um, try and get work. But what I try and do is 
to establish credibility so that you open up the, the door for opportunities that um, give you backlinks. So there are some um, authoritative sites out there like Creative Block. They would, and it's quite hard to actually um, approach them and you know start writing for them. Um, but because I established credibility and started sharing Creative Block's content and had my own blog as well, they actually approached me to start writing content about logo design because um, I gave the the illusion online that I'm the most authoritative <laughs> in this area. Not an illusion by I'll sharing say. every single day on content. Well, I mean, it's um, when I first started, I, I I I didn't know that much about this, but now because I'm actively working on logo design, reading books on it, um, building a community and reading like everything that's going in there. I am probably one of the most authoritative now. So, but you, you kind of fake it until you make it. If you just keep using social media to build up credibility, build up a following, you become an influencer and influencers get written about. <laughs> people want to interview you. Um, people want to write content. Um, a really good thing with the community. Sometimes people have done research in the community and they will mention the community and they link back to my website. So the idea is um, to, I use social media in a way so that I'm seen as an authority so that I get invited to be on juries who give backlinks. I get interviewed mm. to give backlinks. Um, you're just opening up all these different doors, all these different connections and stuff. You get these backlinks from these really authoritative sites. Um, and in Google's eyes, it's like, whoa, who is this? <laughs> You're going to start becoming the most credible online. Google can see that. Google can see all these links. Um, and no one can compete. Um, yeah. I just thought another quick win. One thing that I tried to do um, is I actively went online and searched every single blog I could that would allow me to comment on blogs ah. um, because not that many, not that many, not that many sites have it. But a few years ago, you could go on a lot of big blogs and just comment, um, expand on a topic and go like, um, oh, I really enjoyed this. I've, I've actually wrote a blog on this myself and you can put the link in there and you get a backlink from <laughs> that authority page. I will say um, some... I personally delete those comments when I see them on my blog, unless they're yeah. like, you know, genuine discussion, then I leave them. I think, I think obviously it has to be genuine discussion. You can't just like drop spam, mm. spam links, but I find with comments, most of these, most of the older comment sites anyway, if you enter in your name and URL, they generally highlight your name and it has a link to your website. So I used to spend, I used to try and every single day get at least one backlink um, through commenting on people's blogs um, uh, and just finding different sites, building up relationships with people. Um, that's been really valuable for me for that off-page yeah. stuff. Well, um, I've, I've actually, I think, I think we're, um, w this is a topic I think we could go on and on about, and I think we should do future episodes on this too, because I want to get Preston to weigh in on how he's done this for his site as well. Um, but, you know, like you mm -hmm. said, I think like to, to really tie this all together, it's about relationships, the off-page side. So whether you're like going out mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. doing guest blog posts where you get to write a little bit about yourself and about the topics you care about or you're 
going on and pitching yourself mm-hmm. for podcast episodes, publication columns. I think there's a, there are a lot of different things you can do. Um, but man, I think this conversation, we gotta, we gotta continue this another day. We can go <laughs> on and on because, uh, you know, some, some of these things you can go into detailing, you can, you can talk about it for days. And um, just to quickly expand on something that you said then, when you do build up relationships, if you are friends with people that have, um, a mutual interest in building up links. Sometimes there are opportunities that come up where there might be a post that says um, insights from the top 10 leading experts in X topic. And um, people, friends will pull you into those opportunities. And if you do the same for them, you can build up really good relationships with people that are very beneficial like ryan you've you've done that a number of times you sent some um links over to me and you know i'm really thankful for that and if the opportunity ever comes up that i can kind of give back in some way uh with similar opportunities i'm definitely going to do that i love that that's a good takeaway all right so i think you know from here i think we should probably wrap this episode up but uh i I do want to give a call out to everyone listening today is like we love clearly we all love this topic so we would love to do a deep dive on you know different aspects of it so maybe the off-page side maybe the on-page side like which would you rather hear us go deeper on um so if you can find this this episode on um, the millo blog just millo.co Find this episode of the Side Gig Show and then comment. Tell us which which side of things you'd like to hear a little bit more about for a future episode. So, Ian, this has been great. Thanks, guys. There it is. A big thanks to Ryan and Ian for their help with today's episode. Be sure to check out their podcasts in the show notes of this episode as well. Before we jump off the air, remember to visit SideGigShow.com where you can subscribe to receive regular updates about this show and other podcasts by Milo as well. SideGig is a production of Milo. You can learn more about us and listen to our other podcasts at millo.co. This show was edited by the very talented Danny Gilman at echopodmedia.com. Thanks, Danny. Keep hustling, everybody, and we will see you in the next episode of SideGig. Gig.